Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is Value Sign for Thursday, March 2nd. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valuesign.com. Today, how the Gates Foundation managed the pandemic. This is a story of one man and his remarkable foundation. The date is October 18th, 2019. The place, the Pierre Hotel in New York. And the forum, Event 201. The host Bill Gates and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, along with Johns Hopkins University and the World Economic Forum, have invited a group of academics, leaders, and influencers to analyze the ramifications of a worldwide pandemic. This was Bill Gates' personal wheelhouse. Perhaps no one else had as high a profile in public health as he. For months, he had warned of the possibility of a mass outbreak of disease that could kill or injure millions. And he and his interlocking group of non-governmental organizations, charities, and not-for-profits were perfectly positioned should such a pandemic occur. The meeting that day was three full months before the World Health Organization would declare the outbreak in Wuhan, China, to be a, quote, public health emergency of international concern, unquote. Count the WHO as part of the Gates interlocking network. The Gates Foundations contribute more to the WHO than anyone else, more than any of the countries in the world, more even than the United States. And like any foundation, This type of contribution equals clout. Now, there is one other organization you should know. It's called Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance. Gavi is described as a public-private partnership, and its mission is to vaccinate as many of the world's children as possible by administering low- or no-cost vaccines, chiefly among the global poor. The partnership consists primarily of the Gates Foundation on one side and several of the major pharmaceutical companies on the other. Now, as it turned out, Event 201 was either the most incredible intersection of planning and circumstance or a massively concerning conspiracy. I've read both sides of the argument and come away thinking that reality lies somewhere in between. There is no doubt that around the Event 201 table that day are several participants whose fortunes and careers were greatly enhanced by the pandemic, and as things unfolded, it played right into their own self-interest. Now, you can find videos of many of the Event 201 sessions on YouTube and the complete website at centerforhealthsecurity.org. At the end of the session, Johns Hopkins and the World Economic Forum, and the Gates Foundation made seven recommendations. Most of those recommendations centered around a need to prepare for the eventuality of a pandemic. According to the Event 201, those preparations should center on economic, transportation, and communication needs. But most especially, countries should stockpile, quote, medical countermeasures, which are defined a little later in the document as vaccine, therapeutics, and diagnostics. In short, Bill Gates just scored a massive victory in framing the response to the future pandemic. Before 201, there was no consensus that a pandemic could be global in its scope. In fact, there were several scientists who suggested that environmental and genetic differences in populations around the world 
could limit any pandemic spread. But after Event 201, all that became settled science, and the World Health Organization would have limited opposition when it declared on January 30, 2020, that COVID-19 was indeed a public health emergency of international concern. This was the first step in what would become a worldwide response to the pandemic. Governments everywhere would take the most draconian action, closing businesses, instituting citizen quarantines, and self-isolation, and bringing their economies to an absolute standstill. All because a public health emergency of international concern had been declared by the World Health Organization. It all followed the model set down at Event 201 just a few months before. Equally prescient was Event 201's next step, the utilization of medical countermeasures, quote-unquote, especially vaccines, which, who knew, were either already under development or would be shortly. Gavi no doubt played an important role in coordinating the pharmaceutical industry's massive response to the pandemic. The game plan was working. And here's where the distinction between fortunate planning and outright collusion gets blurred. I've seen things like this in the corporate world many times. The person who promotes their plan first usually wins. We live in a world that promotes the quick, easy response to a crisis. It's as true in government as it is in industry. While others may have been searching for an answer to the pandemic, Gates already had one on the table. There was his strategy already published. No review was needed. Just follow the step-by-step procedure. Of course, there were others who helped, particularly Big Pharma, who endorsed that idea, and then pass it by a couple of politicians, initially the president and his cabinet, and before anyone could quibble, the plan is implemented. The key, of course, was getting the WHO, the World Health Organization, to declare the event in China to be an international health emergency. No one could argue with the WHO, the acknowledged authority in public health. And as you know, Bill Gates had already taken care of the World Health Organization. And that's the value side for Thursday, March 2nd. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own. 